Today on Watching Your Wealth, we'll look at what the wealthy need to know about Roth IRAs. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Advice for making, keeping, and protecting your money. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Dan Yu is Managing Principal at Eisner Amper, and he's here to tell us what the wealthy need to know about Roth IRAs. Welcome, Dan. Thank you. Dan, so some wealthy folks may not use Roth IRAs because they might make too much money to qualify to use it. However, you said some of your wealthy clients are using the backdoor method. Tell us, how does that work? Sure. So if your adjusted gross income uh, exceeds uh, thresholds that won't allow you to do a direct contribution to Roth, what you might want to contemplate is contributing to a non-deductible IRA, which allows you to contribute a similar amount, $5,500 in, and do a conversion. There is no longer a preclusion based on adjusted gross income on conversions from a non-deductible IRA into a Roth. Now, what tax considerations do we need to be thinking about or other considerations? So two things to think about. From the standpoint of taxes, uh, if you have no other traditional IRAs, then this is a very straightforward process. Once you contribute the money in, I'm assuming within a a week or so, you're going to then do the conversion. There should be very little gain or loss, because remember, when you put a non-deductible IRA contribution in, there was no tax write-off. So there should be very little pickup of income of any sort. Mm The thing to watch out for, and some of my clients have actually run into this when we were sort of debating this issue, is the rules require you to take a proration of uh, a conversion that you might do. So if you happen to have traditional IRAs or a rollover account from a prior employer, be careful here because what you're, when you do the conversion, they're not just going to look at the dollars that you put in this non-deductible IRA. Mm-hmm. They're going to look at the amounts. So let's use figures, $50,000 in a rollover IRA, and you contributed to make the math easy, $5,000 into a non-deductible IRA. Mm-hmm. The proration would be 5 over 55 or roughly that 11%. Uh, number, I think that's what it works out to, uh, excuse me, 9% number, would be assumed as non-deduct, uh, non-taxable, mm-hmm. and everything over that would be taxable. So mm-hmm. that would be the one caveat to watch out for is that, hey, make sure you have an understanding of all your IRAs out there. Many of them would be traditional IRAs before you do a conversion like this. And you might want to check with your accountant, too, it sounds like. Now, um, in terms of why you'd want to do this, is this mm-hmm. really a play because you think in the future tax rates are going to go up? Is that, is that the main motivation behind this? I have two reasons. That's one of them. I actually believe the Roth IRA is a great estate planning tool as opposed to a straight income tax play. Mm, Your point is well taken. Uh It is true that many of us in the field believe that taxes, income taxes have nowhere to go but up, right? So capturing it here and locking in a zero uh, asset that can grow on a tax-free basis is ideal. But Roth IRAs do not have, currently, do not have a minimum distribution requirement. So for my wealthier clients that are getting closer and closer to age 70, well, 70 and a half technically, Mm -hmm. there is a requirement for distributions to have to come out of your 401ks and IRAs that you've accumulated over your lifetime. Not so for a Roth IRA. No minimum distribution for the owner. There is a minimum distribution for someone that might inherit a Roth, but but while you're living as the owner, that there is no uh, minimum distribution requirement. Interesting, interesting. So it might be a good way to uh, have money for your heirs down the road, um, if that's what you're thinking about. 
Yeah, because you, you have all your entire lifetime for it to grow tax-free. Yep. And you pass it to someone maybe uh, 30 years your junior, and, and they can then let it grow. Now, they'll have a distribution that they'll need to make. But even while they take their distribution based on their, based on their age, uh, there won't be any income tax associated with that. So I find that to be extremely powerful. Yes. <laughs> uh, not to say I'll put a little asterisk there, not to say the IRS won't change these rules in the future, mm-hmm. but as they sit now, um, I find it to be a very powerful estate planning tool in addition to an income tax plan. Indeed. Any last tips when you should be thinking about when it comes to these conversions? We have about 20 seconds left. Not necessarily just conversion, but save, save, save. Any way that you can save tax efficiently, I think most Americans should, should try and do a little more of that, be it a Roth, a traditional, or a 401k. Indeed. Good tips, Dan. Dan, would you stick around and take our financial version of the Prowse questionnaire? Certainly. All right, great. You stay with us, too. I'm John Wardock. Want updates on the biggest stories of the day? Then listen to What's News from the Wall Street Journal. From top business stories... Apple says if they weaken the security of their phones, they make their customers' data more vulnerable. To the economy... I think American consumers are uh, alive and doing well. To election 2016... Today's a big day in presidential politics, obviously. It's the day of the New Hampshire primary. Check back several times a day and enjoy What's news from the Wall Street Journal. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. Now it's time for Eisner Ampers, Dan Yu, to take our financial version of the Prowse questionnaire. Dan, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Dan, what's the best financial advice you ever received? Save and start as early as you can. Just save. Great advice. Worst advice you ever got? Um, hmm. Worst advice, I would say probably uh, not paying attention uh, to your finances, you know, just just putting your head under the stand. Mm, Right. That could be disastrous. Fill in the blank. Money can buy. Money can buy flexibility. Yeah, indeed. Money can't buy. Money can't buy happiness. Yes. Now, if you won a million dollars after tax, what would you do with it? (laughs) (laughs) What would I do with it? Um, I think first and foremost, I have young children, so making sure I have every last dollar I need for their college. (laughs) Number two, probably take a wonderful vacation with friends and family. Uh, Number three, save some of that. As I say, save, save, save. Sounds like a great plan. Great fun. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Thank you. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of the Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening.